0: In 1992, the Washington Redskins won the Super Bowl. 75,000 people greeted them in a victory parade. They were the toast of the town. Four days later, Chuck Colson called Joe Gibbs, the head coach of the Washington Redskins, and asked him if he'd be willing the next day to come and speak to and meet with the prisoners from his prison ministry. And Joe Gibbs humbly said yes. Yes. Now, he could have walked into any door in Washington, D.C., but four days after winning the Super Bowl, he agreed to walk behind the locked doors of a penitentiary and speak to men about his faith in Christ. Here's what he said to 500 prisoners five days after winning the Super Bowl. A lot of people in the world would probably look at me and say, Man, if I could just coach in the Super Bowl, I'd be happy and fulfilled. But I'm here to tell you, it takes something else in your life besides money, position, power, and fame. The vacuum in each of our lives can only be filled through a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Otherwise, I'm telling you, we'll spend the rest of our lives in a meaningless existence. I've seen it in football players' eyes, and I've seen it in men who are on their deathbed. There is nothing else that will fill that vacuum. Friends, do you know what people without Jesus are missing? You might know people who seem to have it made. People who seem to have everything that a person could want seem to have all these other kind of successes and and whatever, great things going on in their life. But if they do not have Jesus, there is a hole in their heart that cannot be filled with anything else. Do you know what they're missing? They're missing real joy, real happiness, real fulfillment, real peace. You, You just heard Gabriella share with us The things that were missing when that wasn't there. Real peace and finally real hope. Which means I know what's coming. I know what's happening. But without Jesus, without Jesus, there is an emptiness in there that cannot be filled with anything else. Okay, and looking at our text now, that is why these Greeks these non-jewish people who from who knows where these these gentiles who grew up in who did not grow up in, in god-believing homes came up to philip during the feast and said we would like to see jesus here just as isaiah prophesied people were coming now from the ends of the earth because they wanted to see the light of the world they wanted to see Jesus. And, and friends, people in our world today, they need to see Jesus too. Some of them know it. They're just waiting to be asked. Okay? They're, they're just, they don't know if they're allowed to come and see Him and they're just waiting to be asked, but they know that something is missing. And then there's other people who, who maybe don't know it, Okay? Maybe in their experience, the church has not been very helpful for them as far as coming to see Jesus. Maybe in their experience, the people from the church have even kept them away by by the way that they've acted, and by the way that they've spoken. Or maybe they don't think they need Jesus. But they are definitely missing something. They do need to see Jesus. And friends, we... We need to lead them to him. Just like Philip did, right? So what did Philip do when they asked him to see Jesus? Well, he took them right to Jesus, right? Nope. What did he do? He went and told Andrew. He was checking to see if it was alright, wasn't he? Why wouldn't he have just taken him to Jesus? He was checking to see if it was alright. Hey Andrew, there's um, there's these uh, Greeks here, these Gentiles here. They want to see Jesus. They are not. They aren't on the list, are they? I mean, we're just we're just keeping it to Jewish people only now, right? Andrew, should we tell him or not? Friends, do, do we do that? I mean, that's what was happening here. He was he was filtering. He was checking it out. Do we do that? Do we, do we think that maybe Jesus is only for us? That Jesus is only for uh, church people, whatever that means? Do, do we uh, limit who we are going to invite to come to see Jesus? Whether we admit it or not, do we kind of have like a list of people who, oh, we could see maybe coming to church someday, or we could see... We could see following Jesus someday, and then another list of people who we could never imagine coming to church or following Jesus. Who are our Greeks today? Muslims? Homosexuals? Revenue Canada employees? How about ex spouses? or ex-boyfriends, or girlfriends, or ex-friends. Do we hesitate? Do we limit? Do we maybe hold back from sharing Jesus with certain people? Do we have these limits that, that Philip seemed to maybe have? Or, or do we have that hesitation Philip did just to bring him right to Jesus? Do we... Do we judge some people as being worthy of seeing Jesus and some people as being unworthy of seeing Jesus? Are there some people who we are just certain, well, they ain't going to want to hear this. Or if I say something or tell them, they're just going to say no. Or if I do share Jesus with them, that they're going to think differently about me. Do, do we, um, you can, on social networks now, you can group your friends. Right? Now that's the new thing. You can group them all into, you know, to keep your worlds separate. Do we group friends into um, well, people we would share Jesus with and then people who we shouldn't even bother with? This is what Philip was doing here. I know it's just one simple phrase, but that's what he was doing. And it's a good thing Andrew was there. We, we need people like Andrew when we do this because Andrew steered him straight. They went to Jesus. Good. So they got there. So, Jesus answers. Now, and it might be hard. You're going to struggle with this in your small group Bible studies this week because I'm not going to really answer that question for you here. But he does give an answer. And up until this time, Jesus had said, um, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. But now, listen to what he says. The hour has come. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. This, by the way, is happening on Tuesday of Holy Week. So in our church here, that's next Tuesday. Three days before cross time. So Jesus' mission that he had come here for on this earth was soon to be brought to completion so the good news that was going to be coming from the cross could now be shared with the people of the whole world. Jesus had come to die for the sins of the whole world. And here, just as Isaiah had prophesied 700 years earlier, the Greeks, the Gentiles, were now knocking at that door. And so... When Andrew and Philip now bring these Gentiles, these Greeks, up to see Jesus, who want to see Jesus, Jesus is saying to them, listen guys, these Greeks, these people from around the world who need to see me, who want to see me, this is why I came. This is why I'm here. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat... Falls to the ground and dies. It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So, as a final part of his mission, Jesus now had to be the seed that dies so that much fruit could be harvested from it. And the many seeds that came from that are you all and me, are us. People who have been brought to life as a result of Jesus' death. Okay, so we are seeds too. We are seeds, and as seeds, and this is what was being taught to the children, as seeds, we need to fall into the earth and die. Otherwise, we're just going to remain seeds. We need to die. And if we die, then we will produce much fruit. Now, listen, the next, the next phrase here, the next verse will help explain this. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So as seeds, we all need to die. That means that we need to lose our life to this world. That, that means that we need to lose our attachment to the things of this world. Okay? If we so love our life here in this world and all the things that come with that, then we will never witness to the greater life that we have in Jesus Christ. But, but if we hate our life in this world, so to speak, if, if we let go of our life here, if we die like a seed dies, if we die to our life in this world, well then... Like a seed, much life will be produced. We will bring life to many. Life in Jesus. Jesus' life. And then, we will be what we were made to be. Seeds. So, can, just for a moment here, can we, I know you don't want to picture yourself as, can we picture ourselves as seeds? I think we can because Jesus does. So, as a seed, it would be nice, wouldn't it? To just stay right in that seed bag, right? Nice and cozy in there. Nice and clean. You'd be be nice and cozy. Life would continue on for you. You'd be comfortable, right? But you would never produce anything. You would never do what a seed is supposed to do. You would never live out your purpose for existence, would you? So you have to die. You have to let go of your life here, our our physical earthly life. We have to let go of that. And you have to go out on a crazy, courageous limb and share Jesus with others. With your words and actions. Tell them about Him. Tell them that good news. Witness your faith. Die to your life here because of a greater life that you've been given and one that you want them to have. Die to your life here. It's as, as, as painful to die. And as painful and awkward a moment as that might be, to die to your life here by sharing Jesus with others with, in your words his actions, as painful as that might be, life is going to come from that. Real life, is come to the, it, real life is going to come to the people that you share Jesus with. And then to the people that they share Jesus with. And then to the people that they share Jesus with. Just like seeds, right? It not only grows the one sunflower, you saw in the middle of that thing, right? It was loaded with seeds. What's going to happen when all those fall? Many sunflowers. And then each one of those grows up. Many more sunflowers. That's you. Seed. Sharing that message. Sharing that wonderful truth. And that's what people need to hear. And that's what's going to give them real life. Real life joy, real peace, real hope. All the things that a person without Jesus is missing. But you have to die in order for that fruit to be produced. So die, seeds. You're going to go home today and be like, so what did pastor tell you at church this morning? He told us to die. Happy Easter. We need to die. We need to let go of what we think is important so that what is much more important can not only fill our lives, but fill the lives of the people who we touch every day and make a difference. And that is how we, if you're following along in the text, that is how we serve Jesus. That is how we follow Jesus. Now, when, I was, uh, when, we, when we grew up, our house was not a house that we had a lot of pets in, okay? So we just weren't a pet house. Didn't really have a lot of pets. There was one pet that I ever had growing up. And that was hermit crabs. I don't know why, I'm just weird, okay? That's what we were allowed to have. It had to be in a glass jar, right? Now, hermit crabs, um, they're these little crabs, and, and if you don't know anything about them, they have a soft back end. Okay? their the front, they look like a crab, but the back end of them is just this soft body, very vulnerable. So they need to have that soft back end protected by a seashell. And they use the discarded shells from other creatures, so they gotta, they got to find a shell, and they move in, and they eat, and they grow. And, and after they've grown enough, then they're too big for that shell. They have to find a bigger shell, right? And if they can't find a bigger shell, they're going to stop growing, and eventually, not too much later, they're going to die. So the decision to move is a very critical point in the life of a hermit crab. And when they finally made that decision to move into a new shell, there is this dangerous moment of risk when they move out of the protection of the one shell to move into the other shell. In his word, Jesus is inviting you this morning to live a new life. Okay, Jesus is inviting this church to move out of our Haven of safety and refuge, and risk action and mission out in the world? Are you willing to move out of that shell that you're in? Are you willing to risk following Jesus? Are you willing to risk sharing Him with others? Are you willing to risk your life here in this earth? Are you willing to get out of your shell and tell someone else about Jesus? Jesus said, Now my heart is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason I came to this hour. In other words, Jesus is saying, friends, listen, my heart is troubled too. I'm not looking forward to dying either. I'm nervous about this too. So so what am I to do? Avoid it? Hide from it? Run away from it? No! That's why I came here. That is my purpose. And so, friends, as seeds as people who follow Jesus and do the things that Jesus does, our purpose in life is to die to our life here and show him to the world. Tell the good news. Witness our faith. Die to the world so that others can live in Christ. So shall we run away from this? No. This is why we are here. Jesus, if you're following along in the text, then asked his Father to speak. And his Father did. He spoke. We had a voice from heaven speak. And then he says why he did. Why did he? To strengthen these people for that task. This task isn't easy. To follow Jesus, to, to risk all of that, to tell people about him. So the Father spoke to strengthen people for that task that Jesus had given them to do. The same way that we are strengthened the task that he gives us when he speaks to us right here in his word. And then he says, when I am lifted up, Jesus said, I will draw all people to myself. And just so you aren't tempted to think that this lifted up uh, thing was, was this glamorous thing, John adds a little bit of a commentary in verse 33 to make it very clear that the lifting up Jesus uh, was talking about here was the cross. Okay? Um, ultimately, Jesus would be lifted up in his ascension to heaven. But the first ten feet of the ascension came by way of a cross. Jesus' upward journey began when those Roman soldiers hoisted him skyward on Calvary. So if you want to head off into glory with Jesus, you have to be there for the first ten feet of the trip as well. You can't just scooch up a stepladder next to the cross and then climb up it and then meet Jesus at the top to join him on the rest of that journey into glory. You have to be crucified with him. Just like that kernel, like that seed, you have to be buried into death with him. Where I am, my servant also will be, he said. So as a servant, it's not up to you to choose, to pick and choose the times and the places that you want to be with him. You are either with him always and everywhere or never and nowhere. Listen, here's the good news that we have to share with the world. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. And he said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. Friends, God's judgment was coming to this world. That's you and me. The time had come. The judgment because of sin should have been taken out on the world. It should have been taken out on you and me, but it wasn't. It was taken out on Jesus. He was lifted up on that cross instead of us. And he took care of all of it. He took it all away. He drove the devil out for us, for all of us, the whole world. All people. And that, that is why all people are drawn to him. He said, I will draw all people to myself. And we're talking about Gentiles and Jews, blacks, browns, whites, men, women, old, young, all people are drawn to him because of what he did for us on the cross. Because the sin, the punishment For the sin of this world that should have come down on us came down on Jesus instead because He would rather go to hell for us than go to heaven without us. Should we not go out and share this good news with others and tell this story? Because friends, there are a lot of people out there who would like to see Jesus. There are a lot of people out there who need to see Jesus. There was a, um, there was a movie starring Richard Dreyfuss called Mr. Holland's Opus some years ago. Um, it was a movie about the difficulties that a man experiences, that a man experienced as he was struggling to adapt to the life that he had instead of the life that he wanted. Mr. Holland... Uh, it was Mr. Holland's dream to, to be a composer and to compose this masterwork symphony. But a baby came along, and so did expenses. So he took a job teaching music at a high school. But then in his spare time, he would work on composing that, that masterpiece, that opus, that, that dream symphony. Well, throughout the story, his, his obligations as a teacher kept on forcing him to make choice after choice between the needs of the students and composing his dream symphony. But of course, the needs of the students kept winning out. And as the story went along, his dream of becoming an independent composer slowly died to the reality of being a teacher who also composes. He had to die to his dream, but it bore much fruit. And that became really clear in the finale. When after many long years of, of touching young lives with his gifts, that his master, instead of composing a masterpiece, his, his opus wasn't music written down on a piece of paper, but it was a brilliant symphony composed of individual lives that he had encouraged and nurtured through his teaching. Isn't that what Jesus is telling us? Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Jesus died for all of you so that you could have life. And now he's telling you that your purpose is to die to what you think might be most important. And serve him by telling others about him so that they may have life in him too. And there are a lot of people out there who would like to see Jesus. Amen. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.